between by the time they say go and, and it and, and it actually starts and so uh, I was counting out loud. I was like, I can hear you. That's all right. They couldn't. But now they do. We love you, Connect Church. How are you guys? Good morning, everybody. Man, what a great day. You were just praying and you said, I pray for everybody that's going to be in the room today. And I kind of looked at you out of my eyes. I was like, everybody. it's me and it's you. And nope. then I was, I smiled so big because I was like, that's exactly right. It's yeah. Everybody is in the room this morning. So welcome, everybody. Um, so good to have you guys so today. We're so thankful that we are not the only people in this room. It's true. Exactly. You know, I, I do. It's, it's, it's the power, guys, of actually doing this all together. We realize sometimes we can't do it all together. And I know some people will be engaging with this later on at different times. And that's cool because God's outside of time. But I do think, dude, there's something. Yeah. It's powerful. Like when we're together, yeah. I can't wait to be a part of these moments because I know right now there are hearts open. There are people standing in agreement that uh, lives are going to be changed today. And there's power in agreement. Um, And it doesn't mean that two people have to be in the same room for there to be agreement. My God is outside of time and space. So the the same Jesus that's with us is right with you guys this morning too. And if this is one of the first times that you've joined us, maybe you um, came to know about us through uh, TKC, which is our food truck called Thy Kingdom Crumb that we do in partnership with Carson Wentz's AO1 Foundation. We want to welcome you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming on in. Thank you for being in the room today. And um, we hope that in an hour from now that your spirit feels fed and your soul feels hugged and loved on and um, that maybe even a perspective that you've been trying to get a different one on is helped and elevated as we um, bring our hearts to the Word today. So welcome. And if you want to get to know a little bit more about us, you can check the link right there on whatever social media platform you're watching. It'll bring you uh, to a site that can just tell you a little bit more about us. Yeah, absolutely. Because my name's Kyle. This is Danielle. Um, And we are just part of a a large team here at uh, at Connect Church that uh, wants to get to know you and help you in this journey. Uh, towards Jesus. Part of that team, uh, Pastor Kathy Campana. Happy, happy birthday! birthday. Uh, happy has a birthday this week. Uh, happy birthday! Um, that's about as much singing as you get from me today. Uh, <laughs> You've been doing good with that. Yeah, thanks. I You've been breaking that. out in songs a lot. I, and I feel like you're feeling a little bit better about it. Yeah, now. there's no, I can't see anyone's face. <laughs> See, that's, the, that's how it is. It's fantastic. So, and they can always fast forward. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. No, it's good. It's, it's good. good. <laughs> it's hey, really um, and if you, if you uh, look, if this is your home church uh, or you're, you're thinking about making this your home church, we want to help disciple your life. Jesus didn't call us um, just to kind of be bystanders. He called us to make disciples. And that's really, it's exciting for us. Um, and we have ways to do that. Men, we, we do it through a, um, uh, an opportunity called Forged which has groups throughout the week, uh, and then Shoulder to Shoulder, which yeah. meets tonight, tonight at 7. At 7 it's our Ladies Discipleship. and All virtual. All virtual right so now. You can jump it's right in. You absolutely. Have, if you haven't been in until this might be your first day, that's cool. Uh, you can always jump in, and you can get connected again through that linked link. Yeah, link tree. <laughs> link, link tree link. link. Yeah. That's going to show up. Um, absolutely. Because it's, you'll have to have the code to become a part of it, but we encourage you to jump on in. Um, it really, even though you're living uh, a lot in a virtual world right now, it kind of reminds you that in, in reality, we really aren't. We really are living 100%. still side by side with, with, with each other. And I'll just say, I'm going to keep challenging the men of Connect uh, because I believe that there is something powerful that God is calling men to. Um, and as men go in the house of God, I believe so the church goes uh, as well. Sure. 
um, in families. It's how families work. It's how God's kingdom work. And so you may not have been a part of it yet, but can I challenge you mm -hmm. right now? If you if you consider Connect Church your home, right. no matter what level that is, get enforced and let God shape your heart. And especially in this virtual world, you may say, man, I'm tired of virtual meetings. I'm tired of Zoom calls. That's all right. Your flesh, yeah, the, the, the spirit is willing. Come on. Mm -hmm. Jesus says the flesh is weak. This is not a moment for flesh. It's a moment to, to raise up in your spirit. So we want to help you with that today as well. We, we believe, the, I know one of the main things that I, that I miss, I know we miss mm. being in person right now yeah. is, um, is worship, worship. Uh, and, and, and being a part of that. And so, um, you know, we, have the, we happen to have the, the creative director here uh, today. Um, he... He's here all the time, um, but um, we're just going to bring Jake in just for a few moments, and I'm going to ask you guys, if you know this song, sing along. Um, if you don't, uh, engage with your spirit today, uh, because it's all about Jesus. This, everything we do is about Jesus. Um, no matter whether we are on video or we are live in person, whether we're in the studio yeah. or we are in the, the sanctuary of God, can I tell you, everything, it's all about Jesus. Um, and so why don't we just take a moment just to prepare our hearts and worship Amen. with Him. Amen. Well, this is a super big honor. This is Jake. For those of you who haven't met him yet. Hello, everyone. You may have seen him yesterday if you were with us at our TKC run, but um, he's also our son, and he also is the person that's behind the scenes uh, doing all of the uh, production right now so yeah. we can have church together. So, um, But his heart is worship, so thank you. Yeah, for me to you, thank you for leading me right now in worship. Yeah. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When all gives way, my soul will say, On Christ the solid rock I stand, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. When all gives way, my soul will say, On Christ the solid rock I stand. Whatever may break, whatever may fail, I hold to the promise my God will prevail. Come, <laughs> Sorry. come sickness or sorrow, come heartache or pain, come hell or high water, my anchor remains. Whatever may break, whatever may fail, I hold to the promise my God will prevail. Come sickness or sorrow, come heartache or pain, come hell or high water, my anchor remains. Come hell or high water, my anchor remains. On Christ the solid rock, I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When all gives way, my soul will say, On Christ the solid rock, I stand. On Christ the solid rock, I stand. On Christ the solid rock, I stand. Because my God is still in control. And still he reigns on his throne. Though mountains may tremble and sea billows roll, I'll sing it is well with my soul. My God is still in control. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jakey. Thank 
Oh, that got me when you were talking about um, the ground that shifts and ground moves. The thing that you thought wouldn't move, couldn't move, shouldn't move. Yep. <laughs> um, and it moves. It really does make you figure out what what will endure. You know, this everything else passes away Amen. except who God is. Yep. And the communion that he offers us that will be forever and um, even though our days every day is feels like sifting shifting yes. sand yep. you know the one thing that we always have to go back to is the truth um, and that's what centers us and it's him and it's him remaining unchanged yes and still the yes. same there is so much comfort and uh, stability to be found in him the stable one absolutely he's the rock uh, and we find it in yeah. so many other things that we think they're stable uh, absolutely and then and then we remember oh that was never supposed to hold my hope uh, and because they keep changing and changing and changing right. and changing yeah absolutely no what it is. and that, I, it's and that's why what we said earlier today is the truth mm-hmm. it's Jesus it, it's not religion it's not being good it's not just being kind it really is Jesus uh, that we need to put our trust in. And I hope that today, uh, no matter where you are in your journey with Jesus, uh, whether you've known him for years or kind of walked away from him, or maybe you've never actually even got to know him personally, no matter where you are in your journey with him, can I encourage you, can we encourage you, just take one step closer. Just one, just one step today. And I promise you uh, that he will move closer to you. He will close the gap in your life. And that, that's what we want to talk a little bit more about today, D. Um, if you guys brought your Bible, can you open with me to Matthew chapter 5? Matthew is the first book of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Um, and uh, it, it, if you need a title for the today, it's Tidings of Comfort and Joy. With the emoji face like, hmm? Like, is it? <laughs> I, love, I love that you... <laughs> I love that you act out the emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like the guy that, that, that is driving up in that commercial and says, are you answering my text? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, LOL. Um, hmm. uh, because uh, like this is what I know. Today, uh, we're going to talk about how God meets us in our mourning. Not in the morning, although he does that as well. In our mourning, in our state of loss, lack, uh, hurt, grieving. Um, and in 2020, we faced a lot of mourning uh, in various things. People have mourned the loss of wedding plans or more family vacations or more in the loss of jobs, more in the loss of loved ones yeah. without even being able maybe at times to go to funerals. Uh, they've mourned the loss of opportunities to be in church in person, mourned yeah. the loss of opportunities to be with friends and what are we doing for Thanksgiving and all of those stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of mourning in, involved. And, and I guess what I want to ask you is, you know, what do you see in the midst of that as one of the greatest dangers uh, that people uh, can deal with in the midst of the loss of the this season. I think um, before we even hop in. Yeah, I think for me, uh, if I really look into that question, um, I would think that it's the danger is that is for all of us to arrive or or determine that God isn't who He said He was. Hmm. Um, I was thinking about. Some, I'm going to just read a couple of scriptures. Um, I had written down some scriptures that um, they sound awesome on paper, right? And then, and then you have 2020 come. Yep. Uh, it's Psalm 34:18. It says, "The Lord is close to the brokenhearted." Mm-hmm. In Psalm 23, 
It says, yea, even though I will not fear, uh, for you are with me, and surely your goodness and your love and kindness will follow me. Right? So he's close to the brokenhearted. Yep. You're going to follow me all the days of my life. Psalm 30, 55 says, weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. Isaiah 51 says, I am he who comforts you. In Matthew 11, it says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It goes on and on and on, but yep. those are just some of yep. some classic type of things that you pull out at times when people need comfort. Um, and the greatest danger right now is I feel like we could look around and say that that's not true. Yes. Because I don't see your comfort right now. I don't see your presence. I don't feel your rest. I have not seen your joy come in the morning. Yep. And I think that that's the type of thing that runs through our minds and sometimes we don't stop and say wait what did I just say what Correct. did I just question and God is able to en endure those kinds of conversations 100%, with him. Absolutely. and I think that if they're already there we should be willing to investigate them with the truth and not just kind of keep that in shadow but really bring it into the light because yep. if God says that um, we are to know his comfort then it's usually in terms of the fact that we've been in mourning yeah and absolutely. mourning can speak a lot of things that aren't true, but they still should be investigated nonetheless. Yeah, and I, I think, dude, that's the challenge that we've been starting to talk to, to church about starting last week about how do we bring, you know, we're citizens of heaven, and that's what we've been talking about. How do we bring that reality uh, into this side of the veil and live it out? Not not uh, yes. not as citizens of America or citizens of right. our generation right. um, or citizens that are religious, um, but really, how do we live out this kingdom life? Because that's a truth. God is. is. And we know that in heaven, there's no weeping. In heaven, there's right. no tears, right? So we got it when we die. We right. understand that God's a God of comfort. Right. But but that's, that is present reality for us as well. Mm -hmm. How do we bring that truth when we don't yeah. feel that? And that's what we're going to talk a lot about today. Because feelings can tell us one thing, but truth tells us something else. And there's always going to be two voices, at least your emotions and your, and the truth that are going to be speaking into any situation um, about a anything. Your logic is going to say something. Your emotion is going to say something. Your will and desire is going to say something. And then there's mm -hmm. God's presence and God's word and God's spirit. Um, and that's the wrestling point, I think, D, that we have to shout out, Shout out to all the logic people. Right? <laughs> I know, because I know. a lot of times when, when you're, you're yep. talking to me, in particular, we have had such a week of conversation about like the deepest things yes, in correct. me and um and my logic is so logical it's true that it can seem to make far more sense to me than the truth of the word of god oh 100%. right so even if you're not um being if you don't view yourself as someone who's super emotional right right um just the facts man correct, um, correct, correct. but even the facts come with a tainting because they've come to us through experience. I was just telling someone, we were just talking uh, yesterday with someone about, they were like, well, I, if, if, I just want to know, if God would just tell me. And I was like, but but if what God tells you, you don't agree with, are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah, so well, he did. Also, That's he what he did tell all those, us. Right. All those right. verses, and I'm like, Correct. Mm. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we put God. Yeah, do the face. Do the face. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of how we are when it comes to you know we'll say faith and then a reality shows up. And we're like, hmm. Um, and and that's where so we're, we're looking D, at that Sermon on the Mount. And last week we started yes. with kind of because yeah. this is this is actually who we are. This is this is if you know Jesus, if you're in the kingdom of God, this absolutely is life. 
So, but it may not be your situation. And that's, that's the reality that we have to wrestle with. So Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, right? Those who are humble, they'll see the kingdom of God. Now we wrestle with this, verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be, they shall be comforted. Um, and, uh, you know, even before we hop in deeper to that, I, I love, you know, what spoke to me about that, just a, a little history lesson, is that the last proclamation of the Old Testament mm-hmm. is God saying, I'm going to send my Messiah. And if you don't listen to him, I'm going to pronounce a curse over your life. And the first proclamation of Jesus about his kingdom is that it's about blessing. Hmm. God says there, the, the, the end of one and the beginning of other. Uh, Jesus says, look, this is all about hmm. blessing. And blessing is not, uh, a blessing is not what we receive, um, you know, because we're always like, I just want to get blessed. No, blessing is the environment in which we exist in when we exist inside of the kingdom of God. It's who Jesus is. It's what he brings with him. Uh, the, the, the presence, his presence is a blessing. It brings with him the environment of heaven. Um, and so that's where blessing comes. And this word blessed the, all the way through this um, actually in the Greek means joyful, full, to have in abundance. It's mm. not just like uh, he's going to comfort you a little bit, that, right. you know, or just wipe away a tear right. when you're sad. And that's why I think this is so hard. It's so hard. Because does your reality feel like that all of the time? No. No, so that's when you that's when you find yourself like in a quandary. Because if you're really willing to admit that you yep. don't feel blessed, because you're talking about a state of being, right? Correct, the state and of we're, being. We're waiting to feel blessed. Yes. To experience a blessing. Yes, correct. Right? To see an correct. overflow of abundance of something in our life. Not realizing that it is Christ, the solid rock I stand, is that thing. Yes. So because of that, we don't feel joyful. No. Uh, particularly full, abundant, in this right. season, full and abundant. So somebody's lying. <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> like correct. somebody's not correct. telling me the full truth. Yeah, correct. And that's something that I. That's why I said it's worth investigating. It's not like God says don't look at that too closely. No. You know, we actually do that because we're like, oh my gosh, what if what if he's lying? It's the truth. You tr- really question God. Yeah, when we're, when we're like, well, you said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Right. I don't feel comforted right now. So who's lying? I know. That's really, if we were to ever really, um, like we could be brave enough to kind of bring it, the voice, yeah. to reality. That's what we would be saying. That's why when we read it, it sounds so sweet and nice. But in everyday life, we struggle to see if this is showing up for us. Uh, and and that, that, D, what you just said is the tension we feel on every aspect of the Word of God. Because yes. the Word of God will say, you're healed, and yet yes. I have sickness. The Word of God will say, you're prosperous, although I you know, I yes. have lack. So there are all these things that are coming into tension with us. Um, and that's why I love, you know, Jesus, you know, Jesus in his first sermon quotes Isaiah 61. He says, mm-hmm. and I'm going to preach the good news to the poor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pronounce the favor of God, the year of God's favor. And those who mourn, I'm going to comfort those who mourn in Zion. I'm going to turn their yeah. their beauty. I'm going to exchange their beauty for ashes. All of those things, but we don't always feel that, um, and that's part of what this is. Um, and before we hop in a little deeper, I want to just show us something because what you're talking about is exactly, I think, what part of what Jesus is talking about here. The difference between the intellectual and the emotional. This this for this. Um, this beatitude is connected intimately with the first beatitude, right? So here's how. Because Jesus said, the poor, uh, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they'll see that the, the, theirs is the kingdom of God. When we recognize we're poor in spirit, when we recognize that 
I'm undone. I, there's nothing I have to offer God. I, I'm completely spiritually bankrupt. Intellectually, I go, wow, I can't believe I'm at that place. And it humbles me. But then there's an emotional response when I realize yeah. that it's not just I'm undone. It's whoa, whoa, whoa to me. Uh-huh. Whoa to me. I are you? This is who I. This is who I really am. Yeah. When I wrestle with, this is who I really am. It's not I messed up. No, 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 no. This is actually because it's easier was, to make God a liar though. A hundred percent. I don't. I don't <laughs> want to be that person. Uh, let's let's hover here, Danielle. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about what you owe me, which yeah. is joy in the morning. Correct. Instead of instead of being willing to look in that mirror, a full length mirror, look to God. Absolutely. And like see it all for what it is. Yeah, I mean, Isaiah, in Isaiah 6, he's, he said, um, he comes to the throne of God. He comes to God face to face. He's been this prophet. He's been this man of God. But when he comes in contact with who God really is, he says, woe to me, I'm so undone. And here's the danger in this. The danger in this is that it does create emotion in us. When we realize that we're not, when we realize how far we are away from God, and the emotion left unchecked by the grace of God can create shame, mm-hmm. can create guilt, can create condemnation. And that's why it's essential babe, that we allow the word of God to come to us and comfort us. Because the word of God changes that. Yeah, right. And that's why, that's why Paul says uh, in, in 2 Corinthians, he says, um, it's godly sorrow. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Godly sorrow is okay because it, if you allow God to come in, it'll, it'll allow you to repent and turn around. So there's this beautiful thing in this where God comes close because he recognizes we have emotion that says something different than his truth. We have an emotional response to circumstance, situation, and the word Mm -hmm. that is absolutely different than what the word says. So it's important that we come into this comforting moment. Um, and, and it doesn't just mean that there's so much more to it, but you, I want to, I want to get to this verse where you have a translation that, that, that I really love the way that it says it in Matthew four, uh, five, four, the same verse, it says, those who mourn are blessed, um, for they will be comforted. Mm-hmm. Um, those who mourn are blessed. Uh, you know, more, by the way, can mm-hmm. I just say this morning doesn't get us blessed. Cause sometimes we're like, okay, uh, yeah. I need a blessing. Let me get to mourning. Yeah, 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 uh, right. it, it's, it's, it's actually more when we are in mourning. Uh, it gives us another opportunity to experience the revelation of who God is, a different aspect of the revelation. But we're of who looking God is. for a revelation of relief. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm looking for a revelation. I'm not looking for a revelation of Jesus. I'm of looking restoration for restoration yes, to yes. my emotional state. My pain. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think the reason I like that translation is, is because. Um, uh, it challenges my theology, frankly. Yes. Um, because it says those who mourn will be uh, are blessed because you will know comfort. And in my humanity, I wanted that verse to say, you know, you will be comforted as you mourn. Um, you you're as you mourn, you are blessed for you shall know your healing. Mm-hmm. And it's comfort. Wow. And so wow. what happens wow. is is that, and this is stuff that wow. you know. We, we're all going through, we all meaning you and yeah. me, right? We're yeah. going through yep. as many things as other people are going through. We're human. And um, this pandemic has uh, caused upheaval to all parts of our life. Yep. And, um, or it just happens that there's a lot of upheaval heavals that's going on as the pandemic happens. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. 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 Exactly.
see the deal that you've made with God. Like, wow. I made a deal with you, God, that your word would mean this. Yes. That if I need your comfort, um, what I'm really saying is, is, is that I need you to resolve this for me. Wow. Not come into it with me. And um, I think that I've been learning like every day about uh, everybody's and God's definition of meaningful presence. Yes, yes. Um, this is something that I'm really trying to wrap my brain around. You know, different people will define you being meaningfully present in their life differently. Yes. Right? So, so when someone passes away, a set, let's take someone's sudden, losing someone suddenly. A lot of times um, people show up with food, right, yes. to, their, to people's homes. And you'll see, like, sometimes, um, sorry. If, Which if, I appreciate, by the way, because right. I'm a food. <laughs> right. I like food. Right. See, that, yeah. and that's the first thing, right? So if you appreciate that, yeah. then that speaks then to that you. Then that speaks to you, absolutely. And if you're someone who's like, I don't really know always what to say, but I can cook. A lot of times you'll cook something. Whereas if, some, if you're someone that's just like, I can give the best hugs. I don't know what to say, but I can give the best hugs. I like hugs too, by the way. You might stop at the grocery store and get like cookies, right, that were already made or whatever, but you bring them, but that's not the means by which you're offering comfort. You're you're coming and you're surrounding them. And so we're defining, based upon what matters to us, what meaningful presence looks like. Um, And, but we're all trying to... Uh, when, because there's that loss, we're all trying to fill a gap. Yeah, fill a gap. And so what happens is, is that we do that same thing with God, and we tell him, your meaningful presence in my morning looks like this. Yes. And he is not always, what, what the scripture does not promise us is that when he says joy comes in the morning, we have translated that to mean resolve yes. comes in the morning. yes. So yes. when we go day yes. after day. day after day, it wears on us when our expectation is not met. Yeah. You know, and this is stuff that Kyle has been helping me with a lot recently, is that when the next, that next morning comes and we talk about, you know, there's new mercies every morning, yes. and it feels the same as it did yesterday, yeah. you start looking at who's to blame. Correct. And so the first thing you yep. do is you use your emotions yes. to assess the situation. Well, it feels like nighttime, but it's a new day out there. Correct. So you didn't keep up your end of the bargain because I translated your your promise of comfort as meaningful presence. Yes. And it either meant relief or restoration or resolve. Yes. It didn't mean what you meant it to mean, which I know we'll talk about in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, Dee, I think, it, I think that's so, what, what she said, if you can grab this, is so important. Um, in those moments, we recognize a gap. There's a gap. Yes. The problem is that we recognize the gap on the wrong side. Right. We are saying, God, you didn't fill the gap, rather than recognizing that the gap exists because we haven't come close to God um, in those moments as well, because God's presence is always there. That's what I love about this promise. He mm-hmm. said, when you mourn, man, in the morning, I'm going to show up. I'm yeah. already there. Um, and there's, there is an abundant, uh, a promise of abundance in that. Mm-hmm. I think, let me encourage you with this because if you have been mourning at whatever level and for whatever thing, uh, what, what I, what, what I, when I, when I read that again this week, I was so encouraged because God says he's going to show up when I mourn, which means this, my life doesn't have to be perfect to get God to show up. 
Like I know that sounds right. so basic, but man, when yeah, you're when like, you feel like you have to earn, when you feel like you have to yeah. earn it, when you feel like it, it, it's that, there's something so encouraging about mm. the fact that I don't usually mourn when everything's perfect. I mourn when something's not perfect, yeah. and yet exactly. God says, even in your imperfection, I'm going to show up in this, and um, it, it's this recognition. It's the time when we rec- when we feel that gap, when we feel the gap is to stop and say, where is God? Mm-hmm. And I think in the midst of this, D, I think sometimes we, we think that God's abandoned us. Like, God, where are you in all of this? Right, because he's not showing up with meaningful presence. Correct. As far as we What we consider meaningful presence. Yeah. Right, exactly. But, but I want to challenge us to, to, to birth a desire, not for God to answer himself, answer for himself, but for God to reveal himself. That's really good. Friend. Because those are that this wow. is what I wrestle with inside. Because I'm like, really all right, good. God, answer for yourself. There's a gap here. Answer for yourself. And God said, I'm already here. So if you want an answer, uh, let me help. Let me help reveal myself to you. There's an awareness. Exactly. Is revelate is to reveal, reveal himself. Intimacy. All every gap is a la- every gap where we feel a gap is a missing is is a lack of intimacy. So uh, you and I were talking this week about. David's there, there's a, a verse in first Samuel uh, chapter 30 where David who's this mighty man of God has had mighty victories called by God man after God's own heart and he comes back after uh, uh, he and his wars have been out and the enemy has come in and raided his village mm-hmm. stolen his wives his kids his all of his stuff everybody's stuff is burned and taken and stolen and he finds himself mourning uh, duh right like this is a no, no-brainer um, and he's grieving even more because the people who said that they'd be with him, <laughs> right. his, the people who said that they'd be sojourners through it all with him, right. come on, some of you know what I'm talking about, are threatening to kill him now. Mm-hmm. They want to stone him. And his, he recognizes there's a gap. And the first thing he does, the Bible says, is he strengthens himself in the Lord. He strengthens himself in the Lord. What does That's that tell right. me? That the Lord is present there. That even in that loss, even in that hurt, even in that pain, even in when others are leaving, the Lord is present there. And so the Lord's presence doesn't change the situation, but the Lord's presence changed David in how he approached the situation. That doesn't mean that God can't change the situation. He does. He does miracles, signs, wonders. He's still in that business. But God's greatest desire is not to change a situation. It's to change us in the midst of the situation and reveal himself to us. Um, but do I think... And, and I wrote this down because I think this is where something that God's been showing me um, and I think as a pastor to, to encourage our church. I think we're, we are going to struggle in accepting this when we believe at the core of our being that the deal we made with God, that Christianity is about God blessing us, about God blessing us, about God blessing us, that we exist for God to bless um, rather than we exist in our relationship with God to bring Him glory. And those two things are very different because we view glory very differently than He views glory. Um, and so as, if, if we believe the deal that we made with God is, I'm going to come to you and I'll do all this stuff, but the deal is, I'm here, you're here to bless me. We're, we, all want those, we all want the David and Goliath moment, right? Where David beats Goliath for the glory of God. But we don't really want all the years where he was isolated and alone in the field with God. Well, also, too, like, you know, when you were saying, but David strengthened himself in the the Lord, Lord. uh, part of the onus was on David, but it wasn't to 
so that he could get to a place where God gave him all the good stuff. Correct. Like he, he strengthened himself in the Lord. And I bet like if we had the opportunity to talk to David, there were so many things in him that were that were truly healed, the real things, because he had Correct. known the intimacy of God's comfort, yes. not the resolve of his situation. And we've come, we've made those two things come So, to so me. talk about the, that a little bit, because I think that's where, the, that's where part of this really lies, yeah. in, the, in God revealing himself and, and the, the tension between the resolve mm. and, you know, and the restoration, what we're looking for, and... Um, yeah, and you know, obviously, look, it's what I was talking about before, is that this is not, I don't actually think that this is a lesson that you get, and then you always maintain it. So right, 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 right. Like, oh, I get it right. now, mm -hmm. and then we don't, mm -hmm. and then, and then there's always, there's always continual failure, I feel like, because um, even though we've, we've, got, sometimes we've had an understanding of Is it because, because the pain is so bad with the grieving? I, I think, I think that. Not every time it's fresh and new, like. I just think that there's always, we, we will go through a situation and we'll think, okay, now I have clarity on what I can and can't expect from God in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then a different situation, situation happens. And what we fixed is that what we thought in that scenario, we adjusted, but we didn't adjust what the lesson was, which was our nearness to God. So when yes. another scenario that seems to trump that scenario in severity comes on the plate, so so, uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I think I, I think I yeah, know no, go. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, when you study this in the Greek, uh, it's very surprising because yeah. the umbrella un under which we, there's that fly. <laughs> okay, so we have a, um, we, got a, we have a fly moment. We have a fly. We have a Mike Pence moment. Yeah, so if it goes in my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry for vomiting on camera, um, but um, like so, so we have this concept of you know, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, and so we say that we're under this umbrella of mourning, right? We're under this umbrella of pain, of loss, uncertainty. It didn't doesn't look the way that I thought it would. 2020, right. and we think that by definition, God has promised us to come under that umbrella and dwell with us and be intimate with us under that umbrella. Now, none of those things sound like the goodness of God. Yes. But we are asking and expecting because mm. our definition of meaningful presence wow. as far as comfort is for you to draw near mm. to me. But when you study that in the Greek, this passage, it actually means that God will draw you near to his side. That's actually what yep, that means correct. as far as comfort. So we're having we're having all of our life situation happening over here, and we're trying to woo God to our side, yes. whether it's guilting him or like being the martyr or just being straight up in pain. But over here, there's light because when we're wow. under this umbrella, there's only shadow of pain and disillusionment and just protection, right? Because that's what an umbrella does. It protects you from the elements, supposedly. But God is over here with his hand. And so that it, this is where God dwells with all illumination. And what he is promising is that in your grief, you will be able to come to my yes, side. Yes. And that's the reason that there's so much comfort there is because there's so much illumination there. Yes. And the things that God has for us to learn oftentimes is stuff that we can, can only be learned in the light. Yes. But if we stay over here, the only thing that we're trying to learn is our experienced definition of meaningful presence. 
so this is where I want you to feel bad for me, God. Yes, this yes, is where yeah, I want yeah, you yeah, to yeah, feel yeah, like, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, I can't yeah, believe that happened yeah, to you, Daniel. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this I feel so bad for you. Oh, I'm going to give you so many blessings because we've interpreted blessed are those as you are going to be blessed. Yeah, you're going to get something. But if I come near to the side of God and everything that has been confusing me under this umbrella of darkness and shadow is illuminated, there will be a break. Like this, and this Kyle yep. knows like this has been a week for me and um, every day I'm like, uh, hello, this is not getting any better. <laughs> this is really, really bad. But I was, and I've been reading it. Yep. Not just from situationally, but internally, the internal, yes, like the havoc that is wreaked on your emotional and mental state. And so when I started to figure out, like from the goodness of Kyle and the word, that uh, the proximity needed to change for me coming near to him, the illumination that yes. I started to have about myself, um, it was not pretty, but there was comfort in it because... What it does is it gives you, it reveals the truth to you. Yes, correct. So when we talk about you shall know the truth and, and the, the truth, truth will set, set you free, free. Yes. you start to realize that oh, over here I wanted the situation to change. Yes. And over here I want to be free. Yes. Yeah. And this situation may not change even though I may know freedom. And freedom, the reason that freedom is so important, church, is because it's, it's, most intimacy we can have with him because he is freedom. Amen. So when yes, we're bound yep, yep. and we're and we're and we're being bound is to be separated from him is to yes, not be yes, next yes, to his yes, side yes, yes. that only knows freedom and that's when we have a decision to make like which one do I want? Correct. Do I want relief? Do I want comfort? And do I want to be able to tell you what meaningful presence in my pain looks like? Or do I want to be near your illuminated side, which offers me the ability to be free, free. even if the situation Doesn't that change. I'm begging you to change Correct. does not move? Correct. Yeah. And, it's a hard choice. It's and, not easy. No, no, it's better. not easy. It's not, theologically, you're yeah, like, oh, right. I want to know God until the pain of right. uh, that cir circumstance is still real. I, I think I, I want to just revisit one thing that you said, Dee. The danger that we have, church, is that we will, we will get to know a situational God rather than a sovereign God. We will learn how God responds in situation rather than how God responds as, a, as in character. Um, it, it's not knowing how God's going to respond to a situation because then we need the situation to be the same the, same. the next mm -hmm. time instead of understanding that God's the same yes. the next time. Right. And that this, this stuff that we're going through, Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians 4.17, these moments of affliction, these moments of, of, of mourning, they're, they're, they're to produce a greater weight of mm -hmm. glory. That it's doing something, it's revealing glory, it's it's positioning God to expand His, his glory into our lives and allow our lives to re reflect His glory. But I, I think the beauty of this text for me that I want to make sure uh, that we get is not, not just that we can relate to the mourning aspect of this, but that we can relate to Him being the comfort. comfort not just the comfort, not just being comfort, but, but being the comforter. And that's why the Bible says... Uh, um, those who mourn, they will be comforted. That word in the Greek, paraklesis, is the same word that is the, the, the word for the Holy Spirit. Yes. The paracletos, mm -hmm. right? He, he is the comforter, the great comforter. So, so even in this moment, it's not just about a comfort, something changing. It's about God bringing himself this revelation of the Holy Spirit into our lives. And mm. I love the meaning of that word. The root word for comforter there means this, the response of one 
when called for aid. Hmm. When called for aid, it's the response of the one who calls for aid. It's like hmm. when you call the doctor when you're sick and he responds, right? Or the EMT comes. You and I, we had an accident a little bit ago. You were covered in glass. And in that, in that situation, there's worry from my perspective as a husband. There's stress because I couldn't protect you. I couldn't heal you. So what did we do? We called 911. And the moment that the 911 operator said, don't worry, the, the ambulance is on the way, there's a sense of relief. There's a sense of comfort that comes because I know that someone is drawing near. Now, they didn't get every piece of glass out of you, but they, they were able to say to you, you're, you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah. That, right? And when, so when they came near, there's a sense of comfort in the midst of that. Um, you know what's funny about that too? What's that? Is that um, sorry. I didn't no, no, no. Go. Yeah, it's but, good. Um, so when, that, when, we were in the, when we were in that situation... Um, I was like not I was not moving yes. because there was so much glass yes. that, like every time I it was everywhere. moved it was it was going in, into me and so the the very first thing that the EMTs now we're in the we're in a parking lot and here and um and he, they said you have to take off your clothes yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was fun I'm like you know what I'll have glass in me <laughs> like what are you who I'm good like you have to take yeah. off all your clothes but it's wow. true because th- that was not wow. where I was thinking how meaningful presence yes. would, that was not the advice, that was yeah. not the wisdom yeah. that would have come, wow. but it was because the last thing we want to do when we're, when we're in mourning is to be exposed. Wow. So, you know, but so the good, beautiful dude. thing is, is that God knows how to irrigate wounds. Correct. And it, you're right, it wasn't all better that one day, yeah. um, that first day. But it was toward being free from it. Yes. Um, and you do. You have a decision to make every day when you're when you're in a situation where God is promising you comfort. Yes. You have a decision to let Him define yes. it yes. and to live in the in the interim of it because it doesn't. You know, when God shows you something, when I was talking about, you can either you know you're asking Him to cover you in your pain, or you can come near to Him so you can know freedom. That takes a while, yes. but it doesn't take a while because God isn't good. Yes, correct, correct. It takes a while because I took a long time, time. to ensnare myself yes. into a lot of things. So, like, again, this week was something that we were talking about. My mind, because I logically yeah. am trying to attack this thing. Yes, correct. And I realized that what has been ensnared so much is my thinking. Yes. Um, and when you, when you know the Lord, you can even make your theology back that up. 100%. Because you, it needs to be insulated to be protected from change. Yes. And that's a lot of times how we also define comfort. You will not require me to change. Yes. You will see that I have been changed by something and you will come near to me in it. That's right. So when, when the AMT said to you, you need to take off your clothes. Yeah. In logic, you're like, my clothes didn't do anything wrong. Yes. The glass came into me. We should just take the glass out of me. Yes. But no, see, when, when we have these moments, situations respond, uh, uh, expose some things that need to come off of us mm-hmm. that we've been wearing, uh, that we've been protecting ourselves with, yes. mentalities, mindsets, belief systems. That's the entirety of the kingdom of God. We will not be able to get through the kingdom of God wearing the same clothes, wearing the same attitudes that we came to the kingdom of God with. But I, the, 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 the wonderful thing, Dee, that I use that as an example, when they told you you had to take off your clothes, they didn't just say, all right, everyone's going to see your nakedness. Yes. We, we provided yeah. a covering around you. Yes. 
and it was in yes. the covering around you yes. that enabled you to actually discard those things yes. and still be safe. Yes. Um, and for someone who's gone through what you what you've been through in your life, any moment of exposing that is 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 intimidating. But yes. there's a free when there was a covering, my friends. Yes. There's a covering. There is a covering in Jesus. There's a covering in the house of God. There's a covering yes. um, in discipleship. There's a covering in the Holy Spirit that enables us to actually get naked, to actually mm -hmm. to take off the stuff that actually continues to, to cause pain in us because we can we can go through and, 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 and move past the accident, yeah. right? We, your, right? Your shoulder that was sore right. has stopped being sore. Your neck that was sore stopped right. being sore after time. But but man, there's still glass in the in the mm -hmm. in the clothing that needs to come off, and that's what I want to really encourage you. That's part of the mm -hmm. comfort. Like when I sit here and go, oh my gosh, I'm spiritually bankrupt, and how can God love someone like me? And you're right. I'm looking at the ugly things I've done and the ugly things that I think mm -hmm. and the ugly words that I've spoken, not just yeah. eight right. years ago, right. eight minutes ago. How could God love someone like me? The Holy Spirit comes in and covers me. And his word illuminates what needs to come off. And it's not an exposure so that I'm embarrassed. And it's exposure so mm. I can be free to know who I've been created to be and who he is that created me. Every one of these moments reveals who, I, who I've been created to be and who he is that created me. What a beautiful moment these things are. That's what comforts me. Comfort, I'm not comforted because my circumstance changes. I'm comforted because I'm changed in the midst of my circumstance. That's how Jesus, mm. that's how God shows up, D. Because sometimes we're asking, how does God show up in reality, yeah. right? Because yeah. you and I want to put feet on this, not yeah. just intellectually, but in, 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 in its reality. God shows up to comfort us and he lifts us. Can I just encourage you? The comfort of God always lifts. It creates lift. It will create something uh, that, that, that's, that, that only it can do. It's like um, when you're taking off with an airplane. You can't see the wind, right? But, mm -hmm. the, but, the, but you're but, praying to God that, it's <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that there's a force that there's a force that lifts. Man, yeah. it's, that's what happens. The, the comfort of God may be invisible at some level, but it will lift us if we allow it to. And it's done temporally and eternally. That's what needs to change in our perspective. Here's just a couple ways, just so you can write these things down. So you know how God can bring comfort in the midst of this. Not the only ways, but here are certain ways. He, he brings comfort, babe, and we've been talking about this, through his people. Yeah. In the house of God. That's why it's so important that we learn how to be citizens. That it's not just about us. That how to think about others better than ourselves. How to love people in tangible ways. Not just like, ah, oh, I love, I love, man, I love you. I got yeah. you. No, no. Love in tangible ways. Why? Because the way that one of the ways that God reaches out in comfort is through His bride. It's not the the, the it's not the church. It's the bride. He is the bride. Um, I was preparing for Forge this week, and in Philippians four. Uh, a famous verse says, um, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, mm -hmm. right? And we're like, that's right. Jesus strengthens me all the way around. It's Jesus. And it is Jesus. And then the next verse, Paul says, and hey, Philippians Church, thanks for being a part of that. Thanks for giving um, to be a part of God's answer. It, it's not an either or. It's an end both. That's why it's so essential that we work through this. The Bible actually says in 2 in second Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. that. Yeah, uh -huh. that God comforts us in our moments so that what? We can... When, when someone else needs it. And I was just thinking yeah. about that. I have a, a super dear close friend to me um, who gave me so much 
comfort and strength mm-hmm. in the name of the Lord uh, when I needed it the most. And um, God has just been reminding me of that scripture that that's how we then sow. Correct. You know, sometimes when you're pouring into someone, uh, you don't realize that there could come a time where you can you can respond to them. Correct. With Correct. that same comfort, Correct. you know, and um, and I just think there's it's it's beautifully broken sobering but beautifully sobering scripture to talk about and it's that's what's so funny because we both wrote that down it's yep. like um the god of all comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulation that we may be able to comfort not us. heal yep but that's why not heal, that's but why comfort it's, others with the same comfort that we have known that's why it's important that we don't learn a situational god but a sovereign god mm-hmm. because if we learn situational god then the way he comfort looks is exactly how he responded to us yes. changed our situation yeah. And it may not change the person's situation right. the same way. But a sovereign God, if I introduce them to a sovereign God, then who he is comforts them. Not what he does, who he is comforts them. And that's why the word of God brings comfort. It's why it's important that we make sure that the word of God gets inside of us and that we find ourselves in the word. Yeah. That it's not just a rule book, but it's yeah. the heartbeat of God. So that we can, when we start to feel certain ways about ourselves or certain ways about situation, the Word of God illuminates. You were talking about illumination. It illuminates my soul. It it reveals who He is, His heartbeat for me. Isaiah 66 verse 2 says um, that God comforts those who mourn and tremble at His Word. You read Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? His rod and His staff, they comfort me. His direction and correction bring comfort into my life so it's not just about oh i know what the word says i gotta do it it's man when i get into the word i hear the heartbeat of the one who wrote it it's living and active it draws me and illuminates who he is when 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 i start to take communion with the paraclete and we've been talking a lot this pandemic season d about relationship with the holy spirit it yeah. not just being about, oh, I can pray in tongues yeah. or I can, you know, lay my hands on people and heal them. Those things are results of interactions with the Holy Spirit. But this communion with the paraclete, how can he help me to know a God who, like Romans 8 says, um, will turn all things out for my good? Mm-hmm. And even in, even in what you were talking about before, about the Holy Spirit is the one who shows us how to offer meaningful presence in the form of comfort. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of times when people are hurting, they'll want us to be the end-all, be-all. Correct. Or or we'll feel the pressure of bringing the answer or knowing how to fix the situation. And then what we've done is we've contorted the definition of comfort. Yes. And we've contorted the message of of the Word that you were just talking about. The Holy Spirit, He breathes into us how, yes, how we are to allow God to define comfort for us but he also shows us how to offer that same comfort to others. To others. But it's based in the Holy Spirit because, in, you know, in my mind, I may have one plan. Yes. And the Holy Spirit comes in and says, well, why don't you offer this instead? Or why don't you show up in this way? Or why don't you mention this? And in your own flesh, you can be like, but that's not enough because in your humanity, you're trying to help the person heal. Yes. But in God's goodness, he's trying to help the person become free, which is closer to his, to his side. side. You, uh, we're going to wrap up in just a second, but that right there is so beautiful. And we see it in John 11. You and I are talking about this, where Jesus, Lazarus has died, his, his friend. Mm-hmm. And he comes to them, and they're like, you could have changed the situation. 
they were in their grief and mourning they were mad at God for not changing the situation and what I love about Jesus is verse 35 shortest verse in the Bible by the way says Jesus wept with them he still like he he still feels our pain with us right um, but but here's here's that's that if that's all he did we would have been lo- we will lost something because comfort isn't Jesus simply coming to where we are so that we understand ourselves better it's or to keep something from happening or ki- exactly like his death like his death he turns around and says I'm going to bring you to where I am and who I am and he says I'm the resurrection and life and this is who I really am let me show you who I really am and then he raises Lazarus from the dead but when Lazarus came out of the grave the Bible says he gave testimony about who Jesus was everywhere. He did not say to everybody, if you die today, Jesus is going to raise you from the dead. Right. His testimony was not about a situational God. Excellent. His testimony was about a sovereign God. I know who Jesus is. Let me tell you who Jesus is. My friends, if you and I can get to know who Jesus is, is. Not just what he will be. I get it. Revelation 21 changes my eternal perspective. I know in heaven there's no pain. There's no weeping, right? That's who God is. That's the reality of my citizenship in heaven. But on this side of the veil, he's the same God, even though I'm not in the same situation. He's the same God. So I don't know where you are today. I don't know if you've been mourning. I don't know if you've been struggling. I don't know if you've been angry with God. I don't know if you've been kind of apathetic with God because of everything. But I know this. The same God that will wipe away every tear in heaven is the same God who will meet me in my tears here on earth. Whether they be tears about a circumstance, tears about a situation, tears about a sickness, or tears about a revelation of who I am not really in my life and wish I was. He will meet me where I am. And the sovereignty of my God will reveal something about aspects of who he is that will make me, as you said, D, free. 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 And that all starts with actually knowing who he is. So today, as we just wind this up, we're going to keep talking about this uh, citizenship in heaven over the next few weeks. But my friends, can I tell you, if you find yourself today far from God, If you find yourself today separated from that, angry with him, disillusioned with him, Jesus wants to show up, just like he did to Lazarus, to you today. And he wants to bring you and show you who he is and who he always will be, the resurrection and the life. Today's your day. The problem with the resurrection is you need to die first. And that's what we're here. Today we just have to say, God, here I am. I surrender everything to you. And I trust in your love to make me different. If you want to pray that prayer with me today, no matter where you are in your walk with God, can you just bow your head with me right now and pray? Ask Jesus into your heart. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I've come to give you everything in my life. I've come to give you everything in my life. I'm not holding anything back. I'm not holding anything back. I give it all to you. I give it all to you. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. That you died for me. That you died for and me. And that was enough. And that was enough. So I'm confessing with my mouth. So I'm confessing with my mouth. And believing in my heart. And believing in my heart. That you are my Lord and Savior. That you are my Lord and Savior. That you are cleansing my sin. That you are cleansing my sin. That you are filling me with your spirit. That 
That you're filling me with your spirit. And that you've now made me your child. And that you've now made me your child. I choose today. I choose today. To live for your glory now. To live for your glory now. To live in your comfort. To live in your comfort. And to be a part of comforting others. And to be a part of comforting others. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. And I know it's hard sometimes because you know you're you're processing the things in your own life mm. that you're trying to identify as wanting comfort but letting God uh, have a say over what that comfort looks like and it's a lot to process uh, all at once. So if you would like to receive something from us that helps you understand all of this a little bit yes, more in conjunction point. with that decision that you uh, just made and the prayer that you just prayed, we would love to send to you a free book. Uh, it was written by one of our pastors uh, on staff called the Name Brick Campaign. It's called The Surprise of Your Life. It's also the book that we give away through uh, TKC, the food truck. So if you would, there's a link on whatever platform you're watching on right now. If you would send your name and your mailing address, we would love to get this out yes. to you. It's a beautiful, e uh, easy read. You won't have to sit here and go like, oh, I don't understand all these words. It's something that you can relate to, and it will speak to you, and it will encourage you, and it will also help you to know your next step. Absolutely. And can I just say, really incur uh, to, to encourage you if, you, if you made that decision today or maybe you've been feeling uh, a lack of comfort, maybe today turn on some worship. Right. Maybe today just start in, in the Bible. On says, YouTube, we have, we have all sorts so of playlists. So many worship play sets. Unbelievable. I listen to them all the time. That, uh, that Jake creates for the church every single week. If you go on the church's YouTube there's just worship galore, and it's just, it's, it is, it's a great no, it, atmosphere it changes to put into your home, the, the, in your it, car. It draws the presence of God, and yeah. the presence of God, and the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. It doesn't mean there's, every situation changes, but I will change in the midst of worship today. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I want to encourage you to do that. Part of worship, my friends, is giving. Part of worship is to be able to say, you know what, like the Philippian church, and I'm just going to be behind what God's doing and being a part of loving community so that people can continue to be changed. That's what we're believing for in this place. Verse 17 of Philippians 4 says, um, I, I'm not asking this uh, because I need anything from you. He's that's like, so hard because you do need. I know we do. But and that's, that's what Paul said. But that's not it. My, my yeah. goal isn't to get from you. My, he says, my goal is to, so that it's accounted to, uh, accredited to your account. He's saying, I'm not asking uh, just so it will provide for me. He said, I'm asking because I understand how God works. I understand there's a harvest attached to your giving. I'm not saying that if you give $10, God gives back $100. What I am saying is that God will never be outgiven in anything that you give. And so it's this, this concept of, man, you know what I know. I, I love at the end of that, he, said, uh, he says, um, oh, I want you to know this is a part of your giving. Uh, people in your city. Are, are being changed. They're here with me changing this. People in Caesar's household are being changed. People in the people, church people, are being people, 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 people. <laughs> My friends, every time you give, people are changed. Yesterday, we got a chance to feed over 200 families through TKC in partnership with AO1. Man, I'm so excited about that. We've got our, th our Thanksgiving giveaway coming up this Saturday yeah. to give away Thanksgiving meals to people. Your giving makes a difference. Please, today, hop on in that link tree uh, link. You can give right now uh, to, to church, and we're making it is absolutely making a difference. We just got a text this morning from Matthew and Liberty Harris. We love you guys, oh, our missionaries in uh, in uh, in Nepal, and they were like, "Thank you so much for the gift that just arrived. It's changing." Thank you. Yes, we love church. them. Yes. Thank you for giving, so we can continue yes. to give. Uh, I know Liz working some with children over there too, and I love yeah. the pictures I get to see with her yeah. working with little kids. 
in a land where Christianity is not accepted, man, they're bringing the gospel. Yeah. Connect Church, good on you. Well so done. Well. Yes, come on, let's just keep giving. Well, yeah. babe, we've got so much. We've got chat room Tuesday. What is this? What do we have at one? It's an eagle. Come on. Oh, we got fly. <laughs> we can fly. A dove, and a bird. I don't know. I, don't know. I was unaware. And we I was have unaware. shoulder to shoulder tonight at 7 p.m. So make sure that you uh, connect to us on Linktree link so we can get you the link to the Zoom call. But we love you. We love and you. And we have a big change coming that we're going to announce next week. About, to yes. chat room, but we'll see you at chat room this chat week. Chat room Tuesday, 7, 7 o'clock. 